0: Good morning. So Daniel, chapter 6. It pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom, with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. The satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned... To set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him, because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man Daniel unless it has something to do with the law of his God. So these administrators and satraps went as a group to the king and said, King Darius live forever. The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors and governors have all agreed that during the next 30 days, Except to you, Your Majesty, but sorry, during the next, to enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days, except to you, Your Majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, Your Majesty, dec- issue the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered, in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the window opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days, anyone who prays to any God or human being except to you, your majesty, would be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, The decree stands in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, your majesty, or to the decree you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel and made every effort until sundown to save him. Then the men went as a group to King Darius and said to him, Remember, your majesty, that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den the king said to Daniel may your god whom you serve continually rescue you a stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him. And he could not sleep. At first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice. Daniel! servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, may the king live forever. My God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight nor have I ever done anything wrong before you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in God. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den, along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Then King Darius wrote to all the nations and peoples of every language in all the earth. May you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of King Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That was a long reading, but it was exciting. And now would you like to stand for our gospel reading? The gospel reading is from Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. It's page 982 of the Church Bibles. Hear the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. Glory Glory to you, you, O Lord. Lord. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow The road that leads to life, and only a few find it. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Do be seated. Let's just pray. Father God, we thank you for these amazing scriptures that we have just shared together. We thank you for providing them to us. And we pray now that the words and plans that I have made before coming this morning would become your message into our hearts this day. Amen. Amen. So I have called my talk, no waiting for an appointment with God. Because you know how sometimes it can be a real pain having to wait a long time for an appointment, particularly the doctors. But actually, we can all come to God in prayer whenever we want. And in a moment, I'll be showing you how Daniel, talking to you about how Daniel came to prayer continually. Now, I was very intrigued by the prayer labyrinth that we had in church at the start of June. And if you didn't see it, I've put a picture up on the screens. And it was taken from upstairs, so you're looking down on it, and you can see the pathway of stones that Anita had laid out on this floorway. And in the centre, a chair and a Bible and a candle. Now, I wasn't really sure what a prayer labyrinth was, what it would do, how it would work, but I thought I would try it. And it was very special. So if you didn't come, you've now seen it. You can see the centre straight away when you approach the labyrinth. And me being always in a rush would have quite happily stepped over each row of stones and just walked in a straight line to the centre. But that wasn't the point. There were some circular paths which slowly took you to the centre. And along the way there were markers, objects or verses that caused you to stop and ponder. And I kept my eyes on the pathway and then I glimpsed out of the side of the corner of my eye. I could see where I was heading. My goal, that special place in the middle. It was like a special appointment with God. And it took quite a while to get there and I was praying on the way and anticipating getting to the centre. Did I get close to God? I'm going to say yes and no to that answer because, as Paul reminded me, we are always near God. We can't get any closer to God. He is always there with us. But as I journeyed towards the middle, I felt like I was journeying to a place where I was ready to hear God, where I was less distracted by the thoughts going on in my head. And Sometimes I might feel a bit distant. You know that Psalm 23, even when I walk through the the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. But sometimes we don't feel it. And at that moment, I really did sense that I'd set aside time to pray and I had come very much into a special place with God. So if we have a prayer labyrinth again, Do come and do experience it for yourself, because it was truly amazing. So you may be wondering why I chose the Bible passages for today of Daniel 6 and then Matthew 7. So entering through the narrow gate seems the easy one, if you like, for me, to link it to the prayer labyrinth. Because going through that narrow gate is a choice that we make. Praying to God is a choice that we make. And it was quite a narrow little pathway on that labyrinth. You had to concentrate on where you were, or you might step out of the lines. And so, in a sense, it is a constant choice, that narrow path. A constant choice to come regularly to services. To come to uh, other events. It's a choice to pray. It's a choice to worship. And uh, it's a special place, but it's also sometimes a narrow path with twists and turns that you weren't expecting. But the narrow pathway is the best pathway. It's the right pathway, and it's the only pathway for me, and I'm sure for you too. I'm just so saddened that so few find it. But Matthew describes it as the path that leads to life. And as we in a church are learning to live the life, then certainly we need that narrow pathway, because there's that wide pathway of other choices, of other distractions that so many find, and is best avoided at all costs. Now, when I come to Daniel, chapter 6, I was very excited when I reread it. I reread it because on Saturday at the Forest Day, we're going to be studying Daniel 6. So I was reading it anyway, for different reasons for the Forest Day, for the children. And a verse jumped out at me. It literally came off the page towards me. And it was about how Daniel, twice the king said it, May your God whom you serve continually, rescue you. And then at the end, when the king went up to Daniel's lion's den, how, what must he be thinking that morning? He, he went there. That must have shown some faith to go and see if he was still alive. Because surely the, the reality was that you put someone in the lion's den, they will not be alive Very soon after. So the king showed some curious amount of faith to even go there the following morning. He had a night of no sleep and he turned up and he said, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? And yes, miraculously. God had saved Daniel by shutting the mouths of the lions. And I was interested in how the king recognised that Daniel served God continually. And I think it was his prayerfulness. He prayed continually. And that gave him the strength to face lots of twists and turns on his journey. Because he'd been taken from Israel into exile, into Babylon. And yes, he'd had that strange experience of being in the king's palace. And in chapter one, he'd refused all the rich food. So he must have been quite nice to have been offered this rich food, but he'd refused it and said, only feed me vegetables and water, not rich food and wine. He wanted to stay pure. He wanted to stay on that narrow path. He chose that narrow path in chapter one He chose to interpret dreams along the way, even telling some of those kings that he served under some quite scary things that were going to happen. He didn't shy away from that narrow path. He did it. And I think it was his prayerfulness that kept him going and kept him going. So let's be like Daniel. Hopefully, that doesn't mean that you're going to face a lion's den this week. Or next week. But we don't know the path that we're going to follow. But we do know that we can sit close to God and we can sit with Father God on that narrow path, and He will be there faithfully looking after us, just like He faithfully looked after Daniel in that very scary lion's den. So we don't have to book an appointment, we don't have to wait. We can talk to Father God whenever we want and wherever we want. All of the time, all day, or all night. And um, we do need to choose that narrow path. And it is a challenge, but it is a good challenge. Amen. Amen.